Training Camp 2023, Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work presents The Drive. For whom the belt holds. Today, it's Chad Brown, my man. D-Mac here. KJ. What's going on, man? Still? Good? Uh, no, I'm not, in, I'm, I'm not oh. in a good mood today. What's up with that? What? Well, hold on. What we'll up get, with we'll, that? We'll get back to it. Drew, are you going? Well, not Drew is not in a good mood either. Yeah, we're both a little feisty back here. Oh. Not, not at each other, just feisty. Well, I, I, let's just get to it then, I suppose. So I was just going to barrel in on Mike and Mark, but I mean, we can, uh, well, what's up? Uh, let's start with another Mike. Mike Shanahan did not get uh, in again, man. And I, I I don't know what is going on with these Hall of Fame voters, man. I, no. you know, listen, I haven't been around Broncos country. I haven't been around the Broncos as long as you guys have, obviously. But, man, it is, this is tough to keep seeing this year after year. A man that deserves to be in keeps getting X'd out. I just well, don't understand. I get you. Um, the problem is there were 12 coaches that were up for this particular honor. And, John, gosh, who did they give it to? They gave it to some coach from the 50s. Yeah, I'm trying to find it Buddy right now on my Parker, Twitter. Buddy Parker, I think. Buddy Parker, yes. yeah. Yeah, I, former Steelers Lions coach. I feel bad. I had never, ever heard of this guy. And I think the Hall of Fame has gotten themselves in a bit of a pickle because there's just a backlog, I guess, of deserving dudes. And I don't, I don't know what's keeping Buddy Parker out all these years. I mean, is Buddy Parker still alive? I mean, I'm kind of down no, at he, this point. He, he died in the 80s. He was born in 1913. So just come on, man. <laughs> I saw somebody say something. Uh, I'm not trying to bag on Buddy Parker. I've never even heard of him before. But somebody goes, uh, ah, those Buddy Parker defenses would have really given Terrell Davis a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, man, I am not trying to be harsh to Buddy Parker. But if I if I died in the 80s and it takes 40 years to get into some sort of Hall of Fame, who who exactly is that for? I need to understand more about Buddy the, Parker. The, no, no, not separate. It's got nothing to do with Buddy Parker, but the the thought process for moves like that, where there's almost every year there's somebody whose daughter or daughter-in-law or his grandson has to get up and accept the award. Dude, Shanny's in big trouble if a dude who died forty years ago is now just making it in there. That does not bode well for our guy Mike Shanahan. Mike, look at his incredible tan, Corinthian leather. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's a, the the snow cap peaks just like the new Broncos helmet. Looks spectacular, right? It's it's uh, Wednesday night. Uh, it's gonna be slamming out on the deck at Shanahan's. It's people that are going their second, third time around for everything, but whatever. They know how to party in their sixties and seventies. Don't talk me out of it. I might be there soon. <sighs> So I don't know. I appreciate your passion, though, KJ, but his road to get in is brutal. It's going to be really difficult. So I don't know. I don't know when it happens to Shani. Sorry, uh, that that's really what's got you ticked off? I, just, yeah, man. Oh, be, my God. You know, seriously, it's, it's, it's just frustrating. Honestly, the, the Hall of Fame, they just need to, be, they need to be honest with themselves and say, hey, we need to go at least for the next decade and have two separate Hall of Fames. Have one for the guys who are eligible for the five years and then have a separate one in like the spring for the guys who have not gotten in yet so that way you can catch up because otherwise you're going to continue to run into this issue. They've got to fix their own issue. They've broken this system. you got to come back and fix it somehow, man. You, 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 owe, you owe it to the people who are still here. And then also, 
You also, look, yeah, what? You look at this situation from the perspective of, look, you want to honor the ones who are still here while they're here. You don't want to keep doing this thing where you're honoring the people of the past. I, got, I love this. KJ's like, what, 25, 26? You ticked off about Mike Shanahan who's like 70 years old? <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's fantastic. I know. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. It's, it's, uh, I, I didn't think of that for one second today. I heard about, you know, good old buddy Parker and Shanahan. We're like, eh. And then that was the last time I thought of it until you just brought it up right there. Really? There. <laughs> yeah, because I know how hard it is to get in. And I instantly recognize, dude, if they're letting people in, you know, who are born in 19-aught-one-three or something, whatever the date is. He was born before World War One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could women even vote when he was born? <laughs> women's suffrage. I got to look that one up. <laughs> I believe women's suffrage was in the 20s. Right. And then the Barbie movie. And now we're all set. Full circle. <laughs> hey, yeah, the whole thing's got to do something. There's got to be something done there. It's tricky because you got the uh, Makai Parsons. You've got uh, Deion Sanders wishing there was a an elite of the elite category. Do we lower the standards, open up it for more inductees I, every year, and then have a man. special hall for the Hall of Hall of Hall of Fame? I don't know, dude. What do you do? I, I don't... I don't know. I kind of don't. You don't. You don't I, I guess I could get worked up into it if we, if that's what we were doing. But uh, you know, I I root. Listen, I feel bad for Mike too. Sure, he deserves it. Why not? Uh, I, I do have a little bit softer spot in my heart, Chad, for players rather than coaches. I do. Why is that? Um, I think they just uh, deserve it a little bit more. That's all. I think they should expand the coaches slash contributor category to more than one admission every year. Should be at least two. Oh, uh, okay. There's three in the Randy Gratishar category, and yeah, that's the senior category. Yes. So he's he's got a three and twelve sh- chance, and Mike had a one and twelve chance. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Gosh, is that it, KJ? Is everything else all right? I tell you, your guy Russ had a day. He did have a day. I'm man. telling you, he had a day. Yeah, he, he's 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 looking good, man. He's looking good. Look good today. And then I asked him, Chad, I go, hey, you know, I was giving a good question. I was trying, KJ. I was trying. I was trying. I said, it, it, you know, what do you think it is about having a better flow right now than, you know, at the beginning of training camp? And Chad, he just can't do it. He just would not admit that things were ever bad at all. No, he can't. What is up with that? I, I, I don't know. Do a little housekeeping. By a guy, our guy Scrappy Will Peterson, for more detail about this, wrote about this at denversports.com. But, yeah, go ahead. 1920, women's suffrage in the United States. Okay. In 1965, they were offered legal blanket legal protection. Uh, uh, <laughs> goes without saying that's a ridiculous amount of time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. But back to, to, to Russ and, and the ability to – no, you can't let a negative thought into your mind. It's this weird – uh, disconnect to reality that I've struggled with ever since he came here. When it was in Seattle, and that was my former team, it was like, okay, that's that quarterback who's just positive, and Pete's positive, and it all—it's all part of the system up there. But Pete was able to admit reality. Russell Wilson just can't. You know, it's—it's a—it was a weird one today because there's no reason to do it today. Well, because today was really good, right? And the question was just about how great things were today. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'm uh, struggling here. He, but he, you know, he did. Because he was, I'm telling you, it was really, it wasn't good today. It was great today. It, you Not it was good. good you great. Thought it was great. I, 
Oh boy, are you okay? I feel like about a, some cold water is about to be splashed on my face. Uh, I'm just going to want to see what you would categorize as great and what made it so great because I saw a few issues out there. I, you know, I'm a little blurred because there was a team period where all three quarterbacks and the ball did not hit the ground. They did a red zone period where Troutman made that great catch. Sutton won a uh, 50-50 ball in the corner of the end zone, and things were just. Just really going. So I'm, I'm, I'm more focused on the back end of the practice, but I really do think the back end of the practice matters more than sort of the front end. So I'm sure it wasn't perfect. You're, you're here to, I guess, bring us back into reality. I left about 11.45, so I missed the back uh, 30 minutes or so. You missed some good stuff. Yeah. You, I, I mean, that I saw. I mean, I think you missed some good stuff. I saw plenty of good things when I was out there. Of the three practices I've attended this year, due to my show being during practice time, yes. um, this was the best practice by far that I All saw. Right, so we're on the same page. Yeah, so the improvement from week one to week two to week three has been market, has been clear. Uh, the efficiency at which things are operating have been fantastic. There's still some lingering issues that I got some notes on that we can discuss whenever you're ready for that. But I would say of the three practices, without a doubt, 100% the best practice. Well, there is no time like the present, so perhaps I should just turn it over to my uh, fine-feathered buffalo. All right. I, that's why I had to leave early. I had to go up to Boulder. Uh, what are you doing up in Boulder? Uh, the uh, 100th anniversary of Folsom Field is coming up. Very cool. So between, You are dressed up nicely, by the way, today. I have a polo on. Yeah, well, I changed from my T-shirt at practice because yeah, you get sweaty out there. I guess life is just about low bars and jumping over low bars. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's where I exist. My existence right now is trying to figure out what low bar can I yes. barely hop over. <laughs> what shirt did I change into in the parking lot in front of the Champion Center? From a T-shirt to a, a polo. The same manufacturer. Almost know. the same pattern, just a collar on it. All right. Uh, was so like, were you speaking there? Were you uh They or? got uh, folks from the, a player from the 50s, a player from the 60s, a player from the 70s, a player from the 80s. Uh, me and Darren Hagen represented the 90s. Very nice. They got a player from the 2000s. Who was that? Uh, I don't know all the players that were involved. Okay. Um, 2010s? Uh, I don't believe they got 2010s, one. 2010s? No. Not somebody from that era? I don't, I'm not sure. But anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the folks from Nine News and Kim Christensen, who's a Colorado Buffalo. She's the best. She's awesome. She's the so best. So she was there and uh, showed up and spoke about Folsom Field and what it means to me and all those good things. This is a little lunch, like, uh, you know, like uh, X amount of dollars per plate sort of No, doodad. no, no. This was literally, this is for the Nine News broadcast. And I think the Buffs are going to oh, be as oh, well. Oh, 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 nice. So it wasn't like Very a, nice. a ceremony or an event. Oh, it was, okay, it was okay. A, a recording. Oh, well, so what a cool sort of concept. I love that. Yeah, and so you've got to talk about uh, running out behind Ralphie and what that means. Wait, let me let me guess. Everybody really likes running behind Ralphie. Yeah. What? Spoiler alert. Everyone loves it. Um, when asked to describe what Folsom Field means to me in one word, victory. Uh, well, <laughs> you, you can make that claim. I can make did, that did claim. You look up and down the, uh, the other panelists and they're like, <laughs> Shrug your shoulders, sorry. Uh, they all recorded their bits before me. I was the oh, last one, so oh, okay. I have no idea what anyone else said. I'm trying to think. Well, what was your best moment there, Folsom? What, what does stand out to you? Oh, man, there's so many incredible moments. Obviously, um, you know, beating beating Nebraska and the, and the students storming the field was incredible, tearing the goalposts down, all that. But I, I talked about the uh, early in the first Nebraska game where we beat them. 
uh, at that point, I was kind of a co-starter with another linebacker, and I got an opportunity. And Nebraska ran a screen pass, and I sniffed it out, and I blew the dude oh, up on the sideline. How did that feel? And what cr- sideline? The Buffs sideline, oh, okay, about okay. the twenty-yard line where that you know the CU was painted on the, the kind yeah. of the arc in the back of the end zone there. And I jumped up and pumped my fist, and the crowd went crazy, and I thought. This is incredible. That's so This awesome. is what I came here to do. That is this is exactly so what I came here to awesome. do. Yeah. Did you score any touchdowns while you were at CU? Um, no, I did not. Didn't have any, how many picks did you have? Um, lots of fumble recoveries. How many? Okay. Was, uh, so did you only have one or two interceptions, really? Uh, very few interceptions. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was the big eight. People didn't even throw the ball back yeah, then. Fair point. What am I talking <laughs> right, about? We played three teams a year. We so might throw never, it five times. You never had a scoop and score. Uh, not as a Buffalo. Okay, in the spring game, I scooped in, I scooped it up, and we only had one kicker active. So Mitch Berger, I'm sorry, we only, we only, I know Mitch Berger. We only had one punter active for, yeah. the, for the spring game. Yeah. So Mitch was wearing the same color jersey. Yeah. That my team was wearing in the spring game. Yeah. So I scooped up this fumble and I'm taking it back. No. And no one's chasing me. Yeah. So I'm starting to slow down. And, and Mitch comes running out like fast. Same jersey. So, but he's wearing the same jersey. But Mitch is a bigger dude, too, for especially for... He's like 6'4". He's, you know, like he's probably 6'5". He's taller than I am. So you may not have not known it was even Mitch. Just a teammate. Is he wearing the right same color yeah. jersey as I was? Did he lay into you? He blasted me. Because <laughs> I stopped running fast, but... <laughs> Because he was the holder for the extra point that was blocked, and I oh scooped and scored. I, well, I scooped. I did not score because I let Mitch, Mitch tackle me. Mitch blew you up. Because I had no idea he was on the different team. Oh my he was God, wearing the same so color jersey as I was. Because he for both teams. Yes. Right, so whatever. And he was holding for both teams. So whatever, whatever jersey. Yeah, you know? we were in white, and he was wearing white. This was the black and gold or, or black and white game or whatever. So technically, spring. you actually did get tackled by your teammate. Yeah. Because he was playing for both teams. Yes. That's a great story. I've scored in the NFL, though. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good day out there. Okay, give me your give me your thoughts. Okay, all right. So thoughts. the very first period of practice was that kind of team run period right yeah. after stretch. Yeah. Um, there's no officials out there. Yeah, we – okay. Well, I got thoughts about that, but I don't want to interrupt you there. So uh, – But you're right. There's no officials. The first two plays, um, and then a play later on in that series, Garrett Bowles just held the heck out of the guy in front of him, just, mm-hmm. just wrapped his arm around him, poor technique, did not shoot his hands inside. Uh. So that first run – Ended up bouncing outside of Garrett. Yeah. And it was the only run of that period that went to the second level. I'm like, no, it's a flag. That's going to be it's gonna be first and 25. It's not going to be a, a positive play. We need officials out here to correct things right as they happen. Because Garrett Bowles is going to get yelled at in film tonight. But, he, you know, you, you need your correction like a dog as soon as it happens. You can't do it five hours later. doesn't sink in as well. I'll ask Peyton about that tomorrow. Okay. Uh, because we did, we were talking about that really hot day today. Hey, hey, gold star to all the fans that survived um, the hill today. That was the hottest day of training camp today. Yeah, it, was it wasn't. Nice. There was not a breeze. There was no. There were no clouds. That was brutal. So give yourself a pat on the back if you uh, managed to get through that practice. And there were a lot of uh, muggles out there today, as it turns out, for whatever reason. Um, and we were having that conversation, weren't we, about the refs? They were out for three or so days because that's what you get for free. The NFL will send you game refs for a couple of days. They go over the new rules. They ref the practices. Now, I just assumed 
the Broncos are teams they because there are always refs at all practices. Yeah, at every training camp I've ever seen. Out yeah, there. this is the first one. I found out. You know, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but I guess you got to pay those guys, which makes perfect sense, of course. I'm sure there'd be some high school refs who'd be willing to do it for free. Well, that's a good question. But considering the Walmart a, money involved in this franchise, well, it seems the, the ends are meeting pretty good over there. That can't be the reason, though. It you, can't. You do have to pay the refs to be there, aside from when you get them for a few days from the NFL. But come on, man. That There's no way if if Sean Payton said to Greg Penner, we need refs out here, we got to. There's zero chance the Broncos wouldn't pay for that. Zero. There's no way it's money. So I'll, I'll ask. There was the coordinators today. It wasn't uh, the coach. But I'll ask Sean Payton that. Please. Because I think you're right. It does impact kind of the flow of practice like was there a hold there was it pass interference was was it a sack you know i mean because that's where you get a holding call and you could tell it's a sack if they're holding on that right. sort of thing it's not like they would blow the play dead i mean you could keep playing i guess hey uh kj by the way your guy russ he did it again today he got sacked then he took off running he ran all the way was, to the end zone. I saw it. I was like, 80 yards, buddy. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I, I, literally. Cheers. Crowds cheering. You, you took the words out of my mouth. Okay, that's exactly what I said. I was like, oh, come on. Second time we've seen him do that. But he's still backing out of the pocket too often. He, he's, 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 you can tell he, his training hasn't clicked all the way. So he wants to go forward. Because he knows that's what his coaching is telling him to do, but he's still backing out. So then he backed out. Then he stepped forward. Then he just took off and ran. I was like, that was a sack, dude. You got sacked. Our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by Great Range Premium Bison. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was, hey, man, I'm here to say good things, though. Not bad things. It was a good day. Way more good things than bad. You asked me for And that critiques. wasn't even that bad. Okay, keep yes. going. I'm sorry. No, no. It, it's. It's not a ton of them, but, uh, again, just considering uh, the glowing reports, I feel obligated to, you know, provide some context on what I saw. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what else did I see? Uh, I did see Russell Wilson. You know, did you see the JT uh, Sullivan uh, YouTube? I thought that was great. Okay. J- is it JT? I thought it was O'Sullivan. I think it's O'Sullivan. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, so JT O'Sullivan. I did see it. I thought uh, it was terrific. And... He was talking about, uh, you know, Russ manipulating players with his eyes and the lack of that in the first game. Mm-hmm. Well, during seven on seven, they were throwing it to Troutman. Mm. And it was clear from where I was standing, that's where they wanted to go with the football. And I specifically watched Russ's head the entire time. Troutman landed up as a left tight end. He kept his eyes to the right to start the play. The linebackers drifted over with Russ's eyes. Troutman ran a snag route where he went to the sideline and then came back to the middle of the field. Mm -hmm. The middle of the field was vacated because Russ did a really good job with his eyes getting those linebackers to push over where he was looking initially. That's the kind of thing we need from Russ more often. It it doesn't have to be spectacular. The deep ball to, 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 uh, who was it that caught the deep ball? uh, Uh, It was a little bit under the Jalen Virgil. Jay, oh, sorry. I was thinking about, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was thinking about the deep ball to Sutton that was a little underthrown. Yeah, that, that was seven on seven. The, the one-on-one deep ball to Jalen Virgil. That was a fantastic ball. It was a great play. And it's, there's, a, there's a place for that. But the play to Manhurts, that's what we need to see all the time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't spectacular, but it was efficient. It's going to move the chains. Mm-hmm. It's going to take advantage of the defense. You as a quarterback get to move the defense and manipulate them to get your guy open. You don't have to be a spectacular play. You don't have to spin around the pocket and buy time and do amazing things. 
Just start with your head over there, get them to lean that way, and throw it back the other way. It's difficult to do for a lot of quarterbacks, but it was great to see Russ put that in action today. I'm, I'm, I'm snickering just laughing a little bit because there was a play today with Ben DiNucci um, where, where he got flushed out of the pocket, and he put the football behind his back like he like did a behind-the-back sort of move. Yeah. Like, a, like he's going in for driving like for a layup, and he's putting the ball behind his back before he lays it in. And um, um, uh, Joe Lombardi, the offense coordinator, talked about it after. So maybe a little bit less of that. <laughs> There's something with Tanucci though. Like he's a creative guy out there. Mm-hmm. He throws from all sorts of different arm angles. He just kind of kind of a playground guy. He's had a he's had a tremendous camp. He's done really really well. And Stidham's okay. You know, he's just kind of okay. Yeah. Uh, boy, maybe I am just more biased by the end of practice because that's what's. Sort of sticking with me. But, I mean, to go through, like, first of all, all the quarterbacks went through a period the ball doesn't hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Then Russ goes in the red zone, and you know how we're like, oh, there was a touchdown pass. Kind of too many to count. Just like, zing, 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 zing. Like, whoa, okay. You know, it's it was that kind of day, or at least the practice ended like that. Um, and so they had a very positive sort of, Sean Payne does love to gather them together. He does. He loves those moments. Let's get everybody gathered together. And today when they all gathered together, they gave a one, two, three family. Mm. And it's just like, okay, all right. Like, we're seeing some really positive things out there. So I'm actually not that hung up about the game itself. I'm not, as long as you don't, like, embarrass yourself. Because I know the right things are happening out on the field. And I, I do believe it's it's starting to translate. I don't want I don't th- I hope they don't get embarrassed, but... You know, if the game goes one way or the other, I, I I don't really care that much. I'm sure you'd rather win than lose. Uh, but you sure man, about that? <laughs> well, I think. You know, I'm watching the the snooze fest that's called Hard Knocks, mm-hmm. and they got they they were really happy about winning and shutting down the Panthers. Hey, man, who destroyed that show? I think Aaron Rodgers is just destroying Hard Knocks. Uh, they are capitulating to him. Like, have you watched it? I uh, have not seen this year's. Don't bother. I, I watch it every year, but the, the last couple of years have just been a step back, Listen, a step back, a step back. The only reason you should watch it, and I'm going to tell, and I'm probably late on this, but there is a dude like this mentalist guy, Oz something or other. He's a mentalist. Mm-hmm. It was like the craziest thing I've ever seen. And then I went down like this wormhole, like the, the mentalist things that he does. He's done this for the... Tampa Bay Bucks. He's been on uh, America's Got Talent. Like he came in second on that show. Like this is a well-known guy. That was mind blowing. But that was in the first five minutes of the show, like in a team meeting. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it was like so boring, so boring because of all the concessions they've clearly made just so they can keep the show on the air. Right. Like they don't show any wide shots, so you don't see any plays, Chad. Everything is some sort of close-up because they don't want to give away whatever they don't want to give away. Mm-hmm. They're not focusing on any of the young guys who may get cut. It is just a Aaron Rodgers love fest with little Quinn and Williams in there and Garrett Wilson. It's just like all stars. It's all just like people that, you know, are big-time guys. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been getting worse. Now, Dan Campbell was Boring. entertaining last year, but that was not enough to make every episode compelling. So it's just, we've gotten, when the show first came out, you know, no one had a, a glimpse into what it was like on the inside. 
Now it's it's to the point we've all seen it before. There's going to be a, a, a rookie show. They're going to make fun of the coaches. They did the rookie show. It was so bad. It was boring. They got booed, booed off the stage. Right. Their own team was booing them off the stage. It was terrible. I mean, it was it was terrible. The show was terrible. The rookie show was terrible. Aaron Rodgers is terrible. It's all terrible. All right. Maybe I won't watch this first time forever. Our analysis of, that's weird, Training Camp 2023 is presented by Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. Okay, back to the Broncos at camp today. There was a moment that the players on the field exploded about. I mean, they were pumped that this. See, he's shaking his head already. I know what he's you're going shaking for. Shaking his head already. I know what you're going for. We'll find out what it is next. It's training camp 2023. Great Range Premium Bison presents the drive. Oh, we have some breaking Broncos news. Is that right? Okay, let me see this. From our guy, Mike Bliss. The Broncos announced they have signed veteran running back special teamer Dwayne Washington. He played four years for Sean Payton in New Orleans, and Broncos waived injured defensive tackle Forrest Merrill. Didn't know he was on the team. (laughs) Sorry. Me too, sorry. Sorry, Forrest. Run, Forrest, run! <laughs> Somewhere else, I guess. Um, Dwayne Washington. I don't. Do we know anything about Dwayne Washington? You look uh, him up. I don't. No. Do you, you know who sings that song with Marvin Gaye that was just playing? Uh, would it takes two? It's is it Diana uh, Diana Ross? Nope. Uh, that's not that Diana Ross. No. Don't know who. Kim Weston. No, of of yeah. the Marvin Gaye duet partners, it's no, definitely okay. the most Come obscure. On, man, what are you doing to me? It's a classic song. We all know the song. I got it. But no one know. knows who's his. Duet partner. Thanks for pointing that out. (laughs) Welcome to the team, Dwayne Washington. I would guess that's more about special teams than the running back position. Um, But I will tell you who had a play today. I mean, there are not many moments during training camp where both sides just go nuts, offense and defense. I mean, one of those, whoa, sort of moments. (laughs) Should I just drag this out as far as please? You're about to fall asleep. No, I am. I am. Chad is about to. I am enjoying the massive scoop of hyperbole you're just pouring on top of this. It is awesome because I was there. I saw the whole thing in action. And yes, go for it. Please give it more. Go ahead. Albert Okawabenam took off Jermaine Stewart. Don't know. Took off somebody. Marcus Haynes. Marcus Haynes. Just laid into Marcus Haynes, and I'm telling you, both sides of the ball, the entire team was like, whoa, like one of those sort of moments. <laughs> Albert O, A-O, according to R.W., mm-hmm. laid the wood to <laughs> Lenian Johnson. I'm sorry, what's his name? Marcus Haynes. Marcus Haynes. Wait, should I, should I not be excited about that play? Is that not Albert O? Like, you know, he was having a moment. He hit somebody. It was the most physical play I've seen Albert O do since he's been a Denver Bronco. There's no doubt about that. But Marcus Haynes was not looking. He caught Marcus Haynes was playing. Third, Marcus Haynes, just for context, is the third string outside linebacker. It was a play where Albert O started on the opposite side of the formation. 
Marcus Haynes knows blocking Marcus Haynes. So he got him field, and he was unsure what to do. On an NFL football play. Well, you know what Albert O said? You don't know what to do. Don't run into me. That's what Albert O was saying. Get on, get on your side of the street. So he got too far upfield because he was unsure what to do. If no one's blocking you, your antenna should go up. They're not blocking you for a reason. Either it's some kind of reverse and they're going to try to fool you, or someone's coming from the other side. In this case, it was Albert O who caught Marcus Haynes when he wasn't looking. He gave him a good shot. Flat-backed him, put him on his back. It was a good shot. But let's try that with Randy Gregory. Let's try that with Jonathan Cooper. Mm. Let's try that with somebody who's an actual starting-level NFL player. The exact same scenario. Even if Randy Gregory doesn't see him coming into the last second, he is putting him put his shoulder through Alberto's face mask. He, Alberto came high. There was nothing great about his technique. He just caught a guy slipping. Okay, man. But the, the crowd moved. The players ooed well, the and players, players The crowd loved it. Yeah. Especially when you see it from somebody who normally doesn't bring it like that. I can understand why people got excited. But let's, All right. I, gotta, I feel compelled to offer some context there. Do you think it was a sign, though, of, of Alberto's teammates kind of rooting for Alberto? Like, okay, man, that's awesome. I I saw it that way. I thought, okay, they've never seen a physical play out of this guy. He has like They one. have the same doubts about him. That we have. Absolutely. They watch tape. But they're rooting for him. Yes. He's they're cheering I'm, him on. They want the best for him. I'm sure he's a great guy in the locker room. I'm sure that he's got some awesome friends and they do awesome things and they sit at the same table at lunch together and they want this guy to succeed. So, yeah, your teammates should cheer you on when you make a good play. And within the design of that play, that was a great play. Again, the defender should have been smarter. But if he's not, then clean his freaking clock like Alberto did. But I can't heap on a massive scoop of praise as you just did without providing a little bit of context. Our analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by Great Range Premium Bison. Alberto actually did catch a couple of other passes today. He was mixing in with the ones a little bit more, as was Jaleel McLaughlin a little bit, although I still think they're going to cut him. Um, Not that, that he deserves to be cut, but it's tricky with him because I don't really see where he fits in on special teams. And perhaps they just signed this guy today because, yeah, you probably do need a little bit more of a special teams help with a guy that size, mm-hmm. running back sort of dude. Mm-hmm. So that's probably not great news for Jaleel McLaughlin. He really, he's just, I think he's just too small to play a special t- I mean, what's he going to do? Unless he can, he's re- returning a kick. He can only return a kick. That's his only special teams role. At what, what, 5'8", 180? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, who knows, right? Mm-hmm. So, guys lose weight in camp, too. So, who knows what he's down to. Yeah, he looked... I was watching Jaleel today, and, and um, he, he looks small. Javante Williams is going to play on Saturday. I'm looking forward to that. Now, like Deuce Vaughn from the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Dude, that dude. 5'6", 175. 5'6". Okay. Yeah, maybe 5'5". Okay. Five, five, but yeah. there's a certain stoutness to him that is, you know, you, you can't help but notice it for a smaller running back. Yeah. That's the kind of small guy who can succeed. Jaleel's just so light. So light. And, and if I were, you know, I would, it's hard to make an arm tackle on Derrick Henry, obviously. Right. But Jaleel, I can just, with two fingers, I can grab hold of your jersey and that's it. You're it, done. It happened again with Drew Sanders and Jaleel today. Listen, Drew Sanders is a freaky dude. And, and the Zoakley Show and Cecil were saying, could he be the Broncos version of Micah Parsons? Which would be amazing. And VJ sort of hinted at the fact that they haven't really, you know, they've got a package in mind or, or situations in mind for Drew Sanders. 
And I believe it. You know, I don't know if he's going to be, let's not go crazy with Micah Parsons, but, you know, an inside outside guy, Chad, with ridiculous athletic ability. So I think, I think Drew Sanders like sneezed on Jaleel McLaughlin today. And he, I think he felt bad about it. <laughs> I didn't sneeze, but you know what? Like he bumped, right. he bumped him mm-hmm. and they weren't, he wasn't trying to take him to the ground, but he tried to hold him up. Yeah. Like as he hit him, he's, he's trying to hold him up. Well, like last week, he kind of just stuck his arm out. Then he clotheslined Jaleel. Again, he wasn't really trying, but Jaleel just, like, went down really quick. It's going to be a hard I, – I, they're going to have a problem keeping Jaleel. I don't know really how or why they would keep him. In the end, if you're a GM or you're a personnel person, it's a young person's game. It's a big man's game. And you, if you got those two things in your favor, yeah, you probably get a job if you're decent. You things start getting outside of the range of those two things – then it's hard to keep a job. So whether you're Jalil trying to earn a job or you're Kareem Jackson trying to hold on to a job, you are out of being young and you're out of being big. That's critical in this game. All right, I got some of the, the morning show audio that the Zokley show was, uh, man, they were taking some shots. Yeah, they're throwing bombs at each other, man. Yeah, like uh, sometimes showing up. It's the hardest part about um, being up. I don't know. We'll hear the morning show, what they had to say, and... Ah, uh, see their their analysis from afar coming up next. It's Training Camp 2023. Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. Presents The Drive. <laughs> what, what did I tell you last time? Really? What did I tell you last time Chad was here? He was going to go backwards on the decades, and he's doing it, man. He's, he's a man of his word. I love you, do man. Do you? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, Mike and Mark here, what they were uh, hashing up. I never heard Stoke or Zach say, hey, listen, uh, we're all about results here. In the middays. And I expect Sean Payton to fix this thing immediately. I expect it to happen overnight. I expect by week one of training camp, I expect this offense to be humming. I expect this offense to go out in the first preseason game and march up and down the field. Did they ever say that at any point? If they did, I apologize. But, guys, show me. Show me the proof because otherwise you're 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 being giant hypocrites here. Because I don't recall you putting this kind of scrutiny and pressure on Sean Payton and Russell Wilson when Payton first got the job, but now all of a sudden you're all about the results. <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? I don't. I, what is he talking? I about? really paid attention, and I. What's the point? I don't know. What, what, well, what was the uh, Zokley show response? Do we have that? Uh, no, we do not. Okay. No. What's he saying there? What's what? What do you think? I think Mike, Mike is trying to communicate. I there? think they're like, "Hey, be patient. It's a it's a marathon, not a sprint." And you know, and uh, the Zoakley show. Well, the Zoakley show is they're saying. I know what they're saying. They're saying we're here. You're not. That's what they're saying. Right. The, 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 the Zoakley show is taking the stance that you think that yeah. the morning show is taking. Yeah, they're they're, they're definitely playing the uh, "we're here, you're not" sort of card right there. Mean, mean guys. The Zoakley show. It's fair, though. It's true. I mean, Mark had to lift weights in Seattle for a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know what Mike and Mark are saying. They're, they're saying, and Mike and Mark have both been out of training camp. They both have been there. The Zogley show there is every day. I've been there every yeah. day. You're there every day. 
You don't always go in every day, but you're out there every day. I'm sweating that tent, yes. But you are out there today, and yeah. you've been out there multiple times. Mm-hmm. And and I don't even know if you really have to be out there every day, frankly. I don't think you actually do. But what what I think you're seeing is a progression, which people should feel good about. I think I feel good about it. And now we're just battling some sort of weird semantics hill because I think the Zoku show has been very honest about what's been happening up until today on a day-to-day basis. And I think they've been spot on. Um, so I don't really have any beefs with what they're saying. I think Mike and Mark are taking the, you know, taking the fast pass. They're saying, well, just because, you know, we told you everything was going to be all right. And it's like, oh, okay. It's, it's like saying, uh, I told you somebody was going to win the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, but the, the, right. there's work that goes into it. I got offended last year when everybody was saying, ah, oh, the avalanche, they'll be okay. I'm like, all right, I hope so. But you're really not giving credit to the coaches and athletes who are putting in all the work just because you think they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's like magic. Mm-hmm. You got to put that work in. You got to you got to get there. And then when you get there, people would just say, "Ah, I told you." <laughs> it's like, "Well, aren't you selling them short? Aren't you not giving them the credit of all the work they put in?" Right. And I think that's what the Broncos are doing right now. They got to put that work in, man. They yes. So 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 on a day like today, when things work out, you can't just sit back in your Barker lounger and say, "Told you so." No. I mean, look what went into it. Work. Tell me about this thing you've achieved in life, Dmac. That was easy. That that that's been worthwhile. Something awesome that has been a for part me. Of, that was you. easy. Yes. Nothing. This is what I'm saying. Anything <laughs> worthwhile. My life is a constant struggle. Anything worthwhile. Look takes, at me. T- <laughs> I'd rather not. Anything worthwhile takes takes time. It takes effort. There's a, there's a hill to climb in, in part of this. Easy. And we, we saw where the easy button or the thought <sighs> that things could be easy last year where that got this organization. It got a coach fired during the season. It got other coaches fired when the dude who was on his dock for three years came in and stepped up. It's like, all this is wrong, you dummies. So the easy button, the easy path does not work. You have to put in the work to make it happen. And now we're beginning to see some of the fruits begin to bear from the work they've put in. Our analysis of Training Camp 2023 presented by Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. I mean, told on the text line, I missed the best part. I I got more. Yeah, I I guess I'm just mystified by their analysis because – if, if you are completely on board with the idea that Sean Payne's coming in and, and he's got a, a lot to fix, uh-huh. and if you – I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they didn't expect it to happen overnight. Right. So I, I, I guess I've got to ask, what do you call the time between starting to fix it and actually fixing it? Hmm. Let's search for words, shall we? Process? Right. Does that work for you? The time between starting to fix, which everybody was on board with when Peyton took over. Mm-hmm. Nobody was saying. I didn't hear one person say, oh, no, no, he's going to Are you kidding me? He's going to come in here and fix this overnight? That's what I'm expecting. Nobody said that. So if you were on board with the idea of it taking time, then what do you call this time <laughs> that's going on to right. fix it? It's the process, right? Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, you're right. But that doesn't mean the, the Zoakley Shore or, or us or anybody else is wrong to point out what's been happening that particular day as part of the process. But I, my, I, I'm taking just a pinch of umbrage with Mike because he's just sort of rushing ahead to say this was always going to happen or, or good things were always going to happen. 
What, what if the game on Saturday is a complete clunker? Zach by statement, two things can be true at once, apply. Yes, there is a progress and a progression during training camp. But we have to report what we see with our own eyes on the, in the day-to-day progress. Some days are up, some days are down. But in the end, you want the arrow to continue to be pointing up. And so I see the arrow is starting to point up more than it was last week, which is way more than it was two weeks ago. I've seen that in my limited exposure to practice. But am I supposed to come on and say, while this is the best day ever, everything was perfect? No, Garrett Bowles was holding people. You know, <laughs> a third-string outside linebacker got blasted by one of the softer tight ends in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think we all want the same thing. We're all trying to just get there in our own particular way. Right. And today was a good day. But there was part of it. I've got the audio from Russ, like... <laughs> I don't know if I can play the whole thing. Please. No, I beg of you. I listened to it in the car, and I was like, this is this is peak Russ. Okay. It, it is the most Russ. It's not the most Russ, but it has got to be top five okay. Russ okay. sound bites because he, he lists off teammates. He threatens to list off coaches. He starts talking about people unrelated to what's happening. It's perfect Russ. All right, football in four. More Russ coming up next.